John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Father, as we open your word this morning, we just ask you to open our hearts to what you have for us. Father, we're talking about worship this morning. Of all the, of all the, the, the functions of the church, this is where it culminates. This is the essence of all those functions put together. Father, be with me as I present your word to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Worship is based on relationship. Would you agree with that? Yeah. We cannot worship our Heavenly Father without relationship now some will say well aren't we all together and, and, and we worship and, and, and we do this and we do that isn't that what we're doing here um, there's a difference between worship and paying homage to the king worship is based on that relationship paying homage to the king, we're all going to do that. Whether you're saved or unsaved, you're going to bow your knee to God the Father. Worship is that relationship. Now this worship, if you will, can be divided into three categories. Number one is the individual the individual worship that we have in our quiet time with our Savior. In your daily devotions, okay, in your prayer time, that is worship. Well, it should be. And, and then we have the corporate time of the local assembly, if you will. That's what we're doing this morning, okay, is worshiping. Or we should be. And then we have uh, what I will call the universal worship, okay? When we're in heaven around the throne. And, and by the way, just to let you know, some of you aren't going to like it. Why? Because they're not talking your language. 
There are going to be foreign languages there. You ever think of that? And even as a even oh, even even as a whisper, it's going to be loud. How many people are going to be in heaven? Well, the music's too loud. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> this is what worship is about. It's about paying homage and worshiping in relationship with God the Father. And oh, by the way, um, you're going to hear some styles that you're just not accustomed to. You're going to hear some things like, um, I, I, I've heard this for, for many years, okay? We sing that, sing that chorus too many times. Go in your Bible and go and look up in Revelation. I'm not going to tell you the chapter and verse, okay? But look it up. It's in Revelation. What? God has angels singing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for eternity. So don't give me this trash about, we just repeat this so too many. Get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about him. Worship is defined. The verb is to give praise and honor and respect to God. The noun okay, is reverence given to God. Now, in the pocket dictionary of apologetics and the philosophy of religion, okay, worship is defined as this, the adoration and praise of God, ascribing to him value and worth due him. Worship includes the recognition of one's own dependence on God, an inspired greatness as well as God's goodness is extended to oneself and others. Theologians typically claim, okay, are you ready for this? Theologians typically, God doesn't need our praise. He doesn't need it. What, what is it there for? God, God does not require worship in order to be God. It's from the humans, okay, and it needs to be praised, or, or the, the need to be praised, and, and part is what? It's for our benefit as well. That's primarily why we worship. Now the pocket dictionary of theological terms says this. Worship. The act of adoring and praising God that is ascribing worth to the one who, to God, okay, to the one who deserves homage and service. The church will be worshiping 
will be a worshiping community. It expresses it corporately and publicly through prayer and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The reading and exposition of, of scripture and through individual and corporate praise. So, are we worshiping? Now, John chapter 4, verse 24, says God is spirit. Let's stop right there. It denotes the nature of God, not his personality. And we're to worship him. Other examples that you have of um, similar passages. 1 John 1, 5 says God is light. Okay, That's a description. Uh, the second one is uh, 1 John 1, 5 says that God is love. Okay. It denotes his nature, not necessarily his personality. Notice this, the, the middle part of this verse. And his worshipers must worship him in what? In spirit. How are we supposed to do that? We must be on God's terms to worship him. We are to elevate to his level in order to worship him. Now, can we do that? No, we can't. We can't elevate to God's level. Why? Because we're sinful creatures. That's why Christ came and died for us. It's not all lost. Okay? But it says what? God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and what? In truth. Who's the truth? It's in our reading for Project 36. John 14, 6 says this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except what? Except through me. Jesus says Nobody's, nobody worships the Father except through Him. Why is that? Why is that? Because Jesus is the one that paid the price. He's the one. He is the God-man, if you will. 
He is the one that ultimately satisfied God's demand for holiness. He lived a perfect life. He lived a sinless life. When you think of all that Jesus has done for us, how can you not say He's the way, the truth, and the life? And we have a quote here from, from Charles Stanley. It says this, that Jesus always, always emphasizes the heart of the worshiper. Remember that portion of, of Scripture? I think it's in Matthew 6, verses 5 through 6. Okay. Where he talks about the... Uh, publican that comes in or the Pharisee rather that comes in okay and beats on his chest says look at me Lord I'm, I'm not like this guy over here okay bless me 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 Jesus instructs us, says, when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites. For they love pray, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corner streets and, and being sin, uh, being seen by man. Assuredly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go to your room. When you have shut the door. Pray to your Father in a secret place. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. You know what frustrates a preacher when he hears other preachers? Let you in on a, on a trade secret here. Is when in their closing prayer they re-preach the sermon. Give me a break, man. I sat through here for 40 minutes, okay? You're, you're, and you want to do this again? What's that all about? me okay. Lord look look what I've done I made sure that they okay that's that's the modern day Pharisee standing there on the street corner now uh, uh, the quote goes on here and it says, Nothing esca escapes the sovereign eye of our Lord. One day sitting in the uh, one day, you know, sitting in the temple, Jesus watched, okay, 
how the people put the coins, put the offering in. Remember this story? The rich dumped in large amounts. Why? Because you could hear it. Okay? It's like, oh, look how much I'm giving. Okay? Chunk, 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 chunk. Oh, that's not a chunk, 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 chunk. Well, you didn't notice that one. Chunk, chunk, chunk. And Jesus pointed out the widow who put in basically less than a penny. So he, calls, so he called his disciples to himself and said, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more okay, than those who have put the whole treasury in. For they put it in in their abundance. But she, out of her poverty... But all that she had. Sometimes worshiping is that we do it out of the abundance. We have a uh, tendency sometimes <coughs> to sing louder so others can hear us. When it should be that out of the out of our heart, our worship should be to him and him alone. Not for others to see. How many of us are free? Okay. How many of us are free to raise our hands, to bow the knee in corporate worship? Or are they going to think about me? They're going to think I'm charismatic. It doesn't matter what I think. It should matter what your Heavenly Father thinks. Are you truly and heart-filled worshiping Him and Him alone? Or are you worried about people saying, oh, well. Power on. Don't worry about it. We need to have a heart of a worshiper. Whether it's praising, giving thanks, singing, praying, giving financially. The issue is our motivation. Why are we doing it? 
So the question this morning is, where do you and I stack up on this? Are we going through the motions? Well, trust me, it's easy. Even as a pastor, it's easy. Or, or, like me this morning, we have some adjustments to make in our life as far as our worship's concerned. And not worry about what others may think. Not worry about what is going to be seen. Not worry about... You get the picture. Am I giving not out of my abundance? That's not giving. That's just passing it on. But am I giving my time, talent, and treasure to the one who died for me? questions that we all need to answer this morning. Let's pray.